GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by if I were to if I were to form an action podcast super team. These three people would be considered. Uh, Hovercraft Joe? Uh, oh, uh, I, I was expecting you to say, like, this would be it, but I like how you said that we would be considered. So. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> great. How are you doing, LBJ? Good, good. Uh, Sphinx? Can, can I be Dolph Lundgren? Ooh. I don't know. How do you feel about uh, drugs and uh, betrayal? <laughs> I'm okay with it. Okay, you're in. Uh, and, and Dave? Dave? Uh, Dave. The Tush. Dave? My apologies. The there Tush. I was, looking at our, I was looking at the tags here on the side of my uh, my, my, my monitor. I would like to be Terry Crews. Terry Crews? You know what? <laughs> I, I would say between the four of us, you are definitely the most Terry Crews-like. That's true. I That's only will use an automatic you know, shotgun that shoots explosives. Or a straight razor. There's nothing in between. I guess right. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Jet Li and just keep saying I need money for my family. <laughs> well, <laughs> which is like the bizarrest, the weirdest, like like subplot thing running through this. Like that he keeps just like he just wants more money. But not really a subplot because he just mentions the same thing five times, but there's no other background behind it. But, no, that you know. we'll get into that. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, we are talking about the expend. We're finally talking about the Expendables. Like of all the movies we could have done over the past three years, this is kind of like the holy grail of modern day action films. Um, and we hadn't gotten into- gotten to it until now, which is bonkers to me. Like, why did it yeah, take this- us this long? Um, I think. Maybe it's because we were we for a while we were like oh we're gonna save it for like something special like some kind of special episode like one of our you know hundred yeah. hundred and fifty or something but then we then we didn't and then you kind of just yelled at us and you're like we're doing it and I was like okay yeah, I there's still like two almost want I feel like you almost want to establish though for this movie to truly you know, you almost have to do a bunch of these people's other movies before you do this so it can really fully land because like okay you know, that's fair just, i mean people know but you know because really at this point we've done a movie with every single one of them in it with the exception of maybe like you know terry cruz or, or mickey rourke but well actually no we did a couple films that have mickey rourke in it um, i don't think we've done jet Li, have we yeah, yeah, the, uh, well, the one we did the one. Oh, you, I was, you weren't on I that episode. Gone. We did. Uh, he was. And, he was in a cradle to the grave. Yeah. Uh, so none of us good ones. Well, <laughs> but we have. Well, we have done yeah. an established. We have established a movie with uh, with those guys. But that's one thing I would say about why I've never brought up the Expendables is to kind of jump a little bit ahead. This was my first time watching it because I had heard not great things about it. And I think when I saw like previews about it, I'm like, 
it's a bunch of fucking 80s action stars that still think it's the 80s doing over-the-top shit. I'm like, I don't know if that's for me. So I have just delayed watching these, to be completely See, honest and I with had, you. I had the opposite thought. Like, when I heard <laughs> this movie was getting made, I'm like, this is going to be the most beautiful train wreck I've ever seen, and I need to watch it. And I would also say that, like, Maybe in, like, an action sense or, like, the flow of the movie, it feels kind of 80s-ish. Like, every scene where they're not fighting, it is the most 2010 movie ever. It's like yeah. if Ed Hardy was a movie. Like, <laughs> that's, that's you know, a great that's this call. Is, You're right. You know? You're absolutely right. This is, like, yeah, 100%. Like, like yeah. the screen it, might as well have been bordered with, like, affliction, uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, like I a, mean, affliction graffiti. Make exactly. no make no bones about it. This I mean like this is a douchey movie. Like like <laughs> yeah. anything else you want to say about it, about the action, about the people in it, like it yeah. like they're on motorcycles and they're getting tattoos and like there's like it, it they're treating women poorly and it's a douchey movie. Yeah, yeah, like it bums me out like this is actually how like Stallone dresses in real life. Like <laughs> Like Stallone, like like Statham doesn't go around walk around in like white pants and stuff like that. But Stallone, this is absolutely like he drives around in weird old trucks. Like he has terrible jewelry, I, got all kinds of old, bad old man. Tattoos. I mean, I, can I can I say I kind of liked his truck though? Like I'm not a, I'm not oh, yeah, a that truck person. was I'm, sweet. I'm not a car person, but I did like his. That like, truck, truck was like uh, was custom made by um, West Coast Choppers or West Coast Customs, and uh, they made three Dude, of them. Has- one was for uh, the green screen work. One was to actually crash and destroy, and the other one was eh, just so, just so Stallone could have one. <laughs> I was impressed that we could understand Stallone in this movie because you know 2010. He's hard. He's oh. hard to know anymore. Like no. what the hell he's saying? It's okay. Mickey Rourke made up for that. <laughs> what, is, what is like what? What you know? I was gonna say what is Mickey Rourke's hair. But here's the question. He was shooting he shot this in Iron Man 2 at the same time. Was that his Iron Man 2 hair that yes, he had was. for the Expendables? Say, or his Expendables uh, yeah. hair that he had for Iron no. Man 2? He could only do two days on this movie and it was literally while they were shoot like while they were shooting Iron Man 2. Yeah. Okay. That's absolutely it's probably like the same like you know extensions and such from yeah. Iron Man. So yeah. That makes complete sense. Like they probably could have taken a clip of Iron Man 2 put it in this movie would have made the same amount of sense and no one would have known the difference. Well, he wasn't pretending to be Russian in this one. <laughs> I will say, though. Wasn't he, though? I don't know. A lot of what he's saying is ridiculous most of the time, but he pulls it off. He does. He's like probably say the best actor in the movie. He delivers, he delivers his lines pretty damn well. Yeah. Like, I have, for as bizarre as he is in this movie, I think he does a, actually a pretty good yeah. job. Yeah. I'd say like him and Statham are the only ones who like I'm watching, and Terry Crews because he's got more of the comedic role. But like yeah. all the other ones, whose parts are like kind of cringy with their acting. But like those, sure. it's like okay, no, they all do it solidly. Yeah. Whoa, are you questioning the acting chops of Randy Couture? <laughs> Let me tell you, because <laughs> I also watched the, I also watched the director's cut, and the main feature of the director's cut is it extends Randy Couture's ear speech when he's oh, talking about <laughs> his cauliflower ear. It is brutal. <laughs> Uh, can I can I ask real quick? In the other two movies you guys did with Jet Li, does he talk in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he? Because this was the first time I ever heard Jet Li speak. Yeah, he does. But in the, the other movies movies, I've watched, he doesn't talk. So 
when it when words came out, I was like, oh shit, what, Jet Li's m- speaking. Movies you watch, so you're saying Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> it. And I, he doesn't I, talk in that movie. I, I will say that in the other movies that we did. You could tell he he very carefully overdubbed his voice after the okay. movie was done, um, to make him sound more palatable. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this they definitely did not do that. <laughs> um, all right, well we're, we're getting kind of ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. So let's let's start with Dave and kind of we we may have discussed it a little bit, but kind of tell us your background with this movie. Or this is another one where a lot of times, sorry Dave, sorry the tush. A lot of times when we have the tush on, we're just kind of like, hey, we're doing this movie, you need to be on it, and this was one of them. This was, yeah. I mean, it's definitely this is opening night. Um, you know, definitely you know, it's like I, you know, these are the like these are the stars. It's a mix of like this people who I liked then, you know, like Statham and Jet Li, and then like the people who I grew up on, like you know Stallone and Lundgren and such. Like, yeah, it was it was required viewing, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, opening night, probably the Canton Theater, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like I definitely saw this in the theater. I don't, I and probably opening night, and I feel like I've I've seen it a number of times since. I mean, I've seen all three of them, but I feel like I've seen this one the most. Um, but this is the first time I've watched it with like more of a critical eye, I'd say, like because I knew we were going to be talking about it at the podcast. So like it's definitely I feel like just watching it to watch it and then watch it to know we're going to talk about it. We're kind of different viewing experiences. If that makes any sense to you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. LPJ. Uh, yeah. No, we definitely saw this in the theater, and the reason why I know we saw this in the theater opening night is because Aaron was very pregnant at the time. And, um, like this was the last movie I saw in the theater before Ash was born. Okay. So yeah, we definitely saw this in the theater. Um, I remember hearing about this movie being made and having my mind blown. I'm like, wow, they're actually doing it. And I initially thought that Stallone had pulled this whole thing together, but it turns out he kind of didn't. He was sort of offered the role, and then things kind of came together. But it was, it was, uh, yeah. I, I I was super excited to see this, um, and I have seen it multiple times since. And Sphinx, we covered this is your first viewing of it for the podcast. Correct. Yep. Um, let's let's run through some of the numbers on this. Uh, the release date is August thirteenth, two thousand ten. Uh, it had a budget of eighty million dollars, uh, a domestic gross of one hundred and three million, and a worldwide of two hundred and seventy-four million. So definitely a hit. You can see why they made a sequel. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of forty-two percent uh, and an audience score of sixty-four percent, which I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe it might be a little bit higher for the audience score, but you know, seems- I'm not because sometimes action movie people are snobs. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, top grossing movies of 2010 are Toy Story 3, Alice in Wonderland, which kind of threw me for a loop. I guess I didn't realize that that movie was that successful. And uh, the as we've already talked about, Iron Man 2. Uh, this movie, The Expendables, came in 28th in the box office for the year. And the only other movies we have covered in 2010 are number 21, The Other Guys, and number 92, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Ugh. <laughs> how do you not like that movie? Nor do I. No, how do no, you not like that movie? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, how do I not like that movie? Oh, it's t- I just, I, I, maybe I just don't like Michael Sarah. I don't know. Wow. 
Okay, we gotta we gotta get off that topic right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's I'm we're just let's just go through the cast because everyone in this movie is someone you recognize. We we talked about Sylvester Stallone. He plays Barney Ross. Jason Statham plays Lee Christmas. Uh, Jet Li, as I guess I didn't realize his name was Yin Yang. <laughs> Uh, Dolph Lundgren is Dunder Jensen. Uh, Eric Roberts plays James Monroe. Randy Couture, as we mentioned, plays Toll Road. Uh, Terry Crews, <laughs> like his name is Hail Caesar, which is like uh, Mickey Rourke plays Tool. Uh, Steve Austin as Payne. I guess I didn't realize that was his name. Uh, the the guy that was in on Dexter uh, plays General Garza. David Zayas. Zayas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charisma Carpenter. Um, who else? He's Lacey. Yeah, who else am I missing? Uh, well, the cameos of oh, the uh, cameo. Bruce Willis and Arnold. Yeah, Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was, let me ask you this, and, and this is in my notes somewhere, but like, so Eric Roberts had two like main like henchmen, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and the other guy. Was the other guy someone I was supposed to know or recognize? Gary Daniels. He's a he's like yeah. one of those like third rate, like straight to video action stars from like the nineties. His role was originally going to be um Van Damme, right? No, no no no. Uh oh shit. Why can't I think we talk about him? I talk about him all the oh, time. Oh, I know you're talking yeah. No, um No, but you're I not you're no, you're about. not right. He was supposed to have Stone Cold's role. Are you thinking of Scott Atkins? Yeah. They offered yeah. it because it was whatever pain was the role that they offered to Oh, him. so this was a Stone Cold's play. role. Yeah. So one thing we should probably establish is that like l- doing the research on this, like the almost every role has like a convoluted history of like it was yeah. offered to this person and this person, you know. So Yeah. Especially and we I don't did, know I, for sure what you know how offered it was. And I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, LPJ when you do like Roversal, but I was really surprised at Terry Crews' role. I didn't realize all kind of the, yeah. the twists and turns in that one. Because Terry um, Crews like makes that role. Yeah, so Terry Crews, he's probably oh, yeah. my he's probably my favorite part of this movie. Is though Terry to be fair, Chris. one of the people, and we'll get into it, was an Oscar winner that they offered it to. <laughs> that so is wild. I was dude. going that, to do it. That was wild. Um, Ter- okay. Terry Crews has a Jesse the Body Ventura predator type role in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> the yeah. big ass weapon and you just <laughs> fucking destroy people. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so there are a lot of net worths. So you guys ready to do rapid fire net worth? Yes. Sure. Save your sweet, sweet monies for yeah. just really good we'll ones just you have, to, have, okay? We'll just, just have really to go through. Gym. Okay. Uh, let's start with Charisma Carpenter. What do you think? Wow, uh, you even did Charisma Carpenter? Yes. Uh, uh, five million. Five million. Sphinx. Three million. Tush. Four, four million. Four million is correct. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've covered him many times. What do you think for Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, tush. Half billion. Uh, LPJ. 360. Sphinx. So, uh, 450. $400 million for Schwarzenegger. Ooh, uh, less Bruce than Stallone, w- I believe. Bruce Willis, LPJ, Bruce Willis, done it many times on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I remember he had a lot. Three. I'll say 300 Okay. Uh, Tush? 350 Sphinx? Four. 250 oh, $250 million. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What do you think, Tush? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, he's got that sweet, sweet Broken Skull Sessions money. Uh, <laughs> let's just say See- $20 million. All right. See, you're allowed to use them if you have a good one. Uh, LPJ? Uh, 10. Sphinx? I'll say 25. 
Uh, Thirty million dollars. Hey, Stone all right, Cold you know what? Good for him. Uh, Jet Li covered on the podcast before. Jet Li Sphinx. Uh, fifteen. LPJ. Hundred. Tush. Ninety. Two hundred and fifty million dollars for Jet. Damn. Ooh, uh, I was totally off. Eric Roberts, uh, LPJ. What do you think for Eric Roberts? Well, not uh, dead. Not, not dead. dead. I <laughs> thought he was dead. He's not dead. <laughs> so you know what? Uh, I'll give him the not dead bonus and say five million. All right, Tush. Three million. Sphinx. I was gonna say three. Uh, two and a half. Eight million dollars for Eric Roberts. Oh, wow. Uh, Mickey nice Rourke. Money. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Tush. What do you think for Mickey Rourke and his? He's got sweet, that sweet, sweet. Friends with Vladimir Putin money. <laughs> I'm going to say $30 million. Okay. Uh, LVJ? Oh, Vladimir Putin, huh? I'm going to go uh, 15 million rubles. Okay. Uh, Sphinx? I I think he's he's one of those wild cards. I'm going to say like $1 million. Uh, $10 million for Mickey Rourke. Okay. Just like four more. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Uh, LBJ, what do you think for Dolph Lundgren? He's got that sweet, sweet chemical engineer money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, $20 million. All right. Uh, Sphinx? Uh, 12 Tush? Uh, sweet, sweet kindergarten cap two money. Uh, $30 million. $18 million for Dolph Lundgren. All right. Uh, Randy Couture. What do you think for Randy Couture, Tush? Um, I think he probably has about $5 million. All right. Sphinx? Three. LPJ. Two. Seven million dollars. Huh. Last three. Terry Crews, LPJ. What so do you think many. for what do you think for Terry Crews? He's got that sweet, sweet old spice commercial money. That sweet, sweet peck popping money. Uh, I'll say ten million. Okay. Uh, Tush? He's admitted he's like spent all of his money on cars and porn before, so I'm gonna say five million. Uh, and Sphinx. I'll split the difference. Seven and a half. Twenty-five million dollars for hey, Terry Hey, I'll write Terry Cruz for him. All right, and last two, Jason Statham. What do you think, Tush, for Jason Statham? He's been on an episode where we've covered him a couple of I times. I feel like it was two hundred million we talked about before. All right, uh, Sphinx. Yeah, I'll say two. I'll say two sixty. Uh, LPJ. Two hundred million and one dollar. No, you guys all overshot it. Ninety million dollars for Jason Statham. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Sylvester Stallone. We just just we covered him for Demolition Man. We just covered him. Could uh, I remember? I was low, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like 500 mil. Okay, uh, Tush. I'm gonna say 300 mil. All right, and finally, uh, 450. Four hundred million dollars. So him and him oh, and wow. him and Arnold allegedly have the exact same net worth, which I don't know if that's true, but that's what the website I checked for all of them says. So, so there we go. That was that was quite a haul. Wow, for this one, but we get we got there. Um, and then it, we talked about this was directed by Sylvester Stallone, and it was written by Sylvester Stallone and Dave Callahan. Yeah. Um, and he, Dave the, Callahan's written a lot of stuff too. Oh, has he? Okay, yeah. I guess I didn't. I didn't recognize the name, but Dave Callahan is from the University of Michigan. Go blue! Huh? Yeah, he wrote like. Uh, well, he wrote he wrote uh, Shang Chi. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. He wrote Mortal Kombat. He wrote Zombieland Two, Ant Man. 
Um, oh, wow. Apparently, he's supposed to do the new Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, he's sequel. doing the uh, yeah the sequel to Into the Spider Verse. Uh, yeah, he's wow. wrote he's wrote a ton of stuff. Huh? Like good things. How about, uh, how about that? I guess I guess I didn't he, really. Oh, I, he created the show Jean Claude Van Johnson. I don't know what that is. Oh. Well, it's funny you, you you were talking about all the good things, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was Did you watch it? I watched the first couple episodes. I like the decent. fact that his entire house had coconut water in the t- in like. Yeah, you have know, a shower and everything. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then the music by Brian Tyler. I mean, I don't think the music's anything special in this. No, not really. No, it just kind of fits. That, that's not uh, where they spent their money. <laughs> where did they spend their money? Axe the... body spray. <laughs> yeah. You know what and, they didn't and, spend and the it? payroll. You know what they didn't spend it on was practical effects for blood because they were like, "Ah, let's just use digital effects for blood." That's well, because biggest... one of the producers all along was trying to say, let's go for a PG-13. And he finally got his way in part three, and we all know what happened with that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, the uh, third one's PG-13? Yes. Yeah, and it sucks. It it's, it's wow. Not, it's, not, it's not great. Yeah, because yeah, this Only one is... Only Antonio Banderas and Mel Gibson are good in it. Because this one's pretty violent. But hmm. um, Anything else anyone wants to mention before we start uh, going through the plot of this? I got uh, taglines. Oh, There's only two of them. Taglines. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. And they're not... I mean, the second one's okay, but... First one is, choose your weapon. God, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's t- yeah. How, how do you have a movie like this and that's your tagline? Anyway, <laughs> the other one is, every movie has a hero. This one has them all. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that I one's okay. Yeah. I kind of like that one. Yeah, that, that's not yeah. bad. Uh, second one's not I bad. will say, my favorite thing about the press tour was when they asked... Uh, Stallone, why isn't Steven Seagal in it? He said, because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is weird. If you think about the way the franchise goes, that like he has never been in one. All the people like in this one, the sequel, and the third one. Um, he's an asshole. <laughs> you, know that, you know that the third one's bad because it stars Mel Gibson, and even Dave says he doesn't like it. So <laughs> Yeah, but I like him in it. But actually, the highlight of that movie is Antonio Banderas. He's awesome in it. Um, but anyways, okay, so, uh, <laughs> the first note I have for this movie is, man, the Expendables love motorcycles. Because, <laughs> like, the first shot of the movie is them all, like, riding motorcycles for, like, no apparent reason, just to establish that they like, well, It's uh, like the first shot of the movie and the last shot of the movie. Yeah, is that they like motorcycles. But, the last shot, they play the boys are back in town, so it's a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> true. Anyway, so, like, we're introduced to the Expendables. They're on this mission. They're, like, sneaking aboard this boat that's been taken over by uh, Somali pirates. Um, and they kind of, like, sneak up all out of them. And they bring the money, I guess. They're like, hey, we got the money. Just, like, release the hostages. But, like, Dolph Lundgren, like, blows up one of the pirates with, like, is it a grenade launcher? Question mark? Yeah. Real quick, they were never going to give them the money. So why did they bring the money in the first place? <laughs> no, they were supposed to. They were going to give it to him, but just make sure that they still got the hostages out. That was like yeah. the thing. But there's no yeah, way. Just... You're, there's no way you're hiring that team of people <laughs> and you're going to give the money I, away. Okay? I, I don't way think they brought. Happen. I don't <laughs> think they brought Dolph Lundgren to the sales pitch. So it's probably just like, oh yeah, you know, like maybe they won't kill everyone. I mean, I kind of have to agree with 
Sphinx on this a little bit. Because, like, if you're just getting someone to drop off the money, like, why do you hire the Expendables, <laughs> right. like, to do it? Like, if you're not planning at least shooting a few people. Well, I, yeah. think, I feel like they thought it could go either way, you know? Yeah. I guess we don't know. None of us truly know the motivation of on, the company Listen, that hired the Expendables. Number one, here's rule one for this movie. Don't worry about the plot making sense. (laughs) Okay, that's fair enough. Because what happens is, so uh, Dolph Lundgren blows up the main pirate. They end up, like, shooting all the other pirates. Uh, Statham and Stallone have that fun debate about what's uh, faster, uh, bullets or blades. Which are like, bullets are faster, right? Like, I don't want to... Bullets are faster. How is that a a conversation? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't... I'd rather side with Statham, but I'm sorry. I think a bullet's faster than a blade. I don't care who's throwing it. And they repeatedly prove that point throughout the movie, but he still just won't admit it. You know? um, so then, like, Dolph Lundgren, who's, like, I guess, like, his whole thing is he's a drug addict in this, and he's a loose cannon. So he decides he wants to, like, hang a pirate. <laughs> so he's got a pirate, yeah. and he's going to, like, hang a pirate because he thinks it's cool. But, like, Jet Li stops him, so they, like, have a little bit of a fight. Um, you know, and, it, and that's it, one of the things it, I didn't like about this movie is they made Dolph Lundgren so unlikable, and then yeah. bring him back at the end. Like, I don't well, like even, him in the second one. Even 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 in this one, like five minutes later, he tries to kill Jet Li, and he's on the plane. They're like, "Hey, are you cool?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Okay," and they cut his restraints off, and they're like, "Okay, you're cool." Honestly, director's cut. Go ahead. In the director's cut, he says that hanging pirates is an old Viking custom, which it's not because Vikings were pirates. So, you know. I was going to say, because again, this is my first time watching it, I was kind of hoping that Dolph was going to be like the main villain in the movie, have like another Stallone Rocky Four like bow. Like, that could have been kind of cool. I agree. Like, but yeah, it's clearly. The fact happen. that, yeah, it did not like, and even his role later on in the movie is also just bogus like what he does and we'll get there but yeah, yeah there's it, some there's some there's some confusing stuff about how he ends up playing into the plot of this movie yeah uh, but we'll, we'll get there so so they get back they have their own plane i do like their plane uh i, yeah. I don't know why i like their plane it's cool um, it is cool it's like a big giant flying boat yeah it's it's like an a-team van but as a plane <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the plane from Tailspin. Yes, it <laughs> oh does. Oh my gosh, yes it does. All wow. we needed was Baloo. Yep, wow. it's the plane from Tailspin. Wow. Well, that maybe is uh, maybe Stallone is Baloo and Ooh. Bruce Willis is Sheer Khan and, you know, it just, it all Dance makes it. sense. We cracked the Jason, code. Jason cracked Statham code. is a kick cloud kicker or whatever. Oh my God. Mickey Rourke put- is King Louie. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to put money on it that this movie is actually an episode of Tailspin that they just ripped off. Yeah, it's, a so- you know, it's a soft reboot. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Episode over. We figured it out. We it out, guys. There it is. There it is. So, so they go back to the – now, here's – okay. Here's a question I have for you guys that I couldn't quite place, and maybe we're not supposed to know, but where are the Expendables based out of? LA. Vaguely, yeah, vaguely LA. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I think. And it could be LA. I mean, I wasn't sure it's it was got to be California. Like, I thought it was supposed to be like Florida or something since they randomly fly to some like foreign island. Like, oh, it could fl- be yeah, Florida. Well, they have those like on Miami. the other side too, Joe. There's What's Costa that? Rica. And they have those on the other side. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, you know. that's true too. That's true. Okay. Anyway, so they go back home. Uh, Jason Satham goes to see his like girlfriend. 
Charisma Carpenter, but she's like not his girlfriend anymore. She's like hooked up with this other guy who seems to be like a real douche. Um, I didn't like the motorcycle they gave Statham, by the way. Like, I guess I guess it was supposed to fit like his attitude, like the little like uh, whatever. But I wasn't a fan of that one. The rest of them had the. He liked it. He bought. Yeah, I saw that. He bought one afterwards. Um, He bought that one. Then we get the first scene with Mickey Rourke. Despite how much you guys love him, my first note says, "Ugh, Mickey Rourke is the worst." You don't like his Gandalf pipe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a Gandalf pipe. There's a lot of weird choices in this. Yes. But yeah. I thought his his actual acting was good. But yeah, there's a lot exactly. of strange choices in this. His uh, accoutrement is He he kind of he kind of put me to sleep. Like I I, I, I thought Mickey Work was going to fight and he didn't and I was he doesn't like do, he doesn't no. do anything. He has a ta- he makes a tattoo, he gives a speech and yeah. him and Jason Statham have two knife throwing contests, which is they do have a <laughs> knife throwing contest right now. Um so then we're introduced to the island of Valina? Valina? Am I saying it right? Valina? Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that matters. <laughs> There's like there's like an evil general who's the guy from Dexter. Uh, he's working with Eric Roberts. Stone Cold Steve Austin is there, and they kind of like ruling the island for drugs? Question mark Drugs. It's right? supposed to be it's supposed it's supposed to be inspired by Panama and like Noriega. That's what yeah. it's, which again dates the movie. That like Sloan's like, oh, I'm making a movie about Noriega. It's like <laughs> thirty years later. So then we get then we get the scene the 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 big scene where you get Bruce Willis playing Mr. Church and him and Schwarzenegger and Stallone all together having this scene about the movie that they're gonna have. I like when, I, oh, I'm ahead. sorry I can't remember they kept that pretty tight didn't they? Because Willis and Schwarzenegger aren't in the credits, so it right. sounds like you all saw an opening night. Like, was that a big like kind of moment or was it I think there were rumors I think there yeah. were rumors that well, was happening the rumor yeah. was that Schwarzenegger was in it but there wasn't a, but nobody knew about what Bruce Willis being in it yeah okay because at the time that was kind of like Bruce Willis was too big to do something like that yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't think that he would. Um, and then uh, like Schwarzenegger did the movie for free which is why he's uncredited um, okay and I think maybe Bruce Willis might have also I don't know about that. Wasn't he, he like a big he doesn't, do, he doesn't get out of bed for free. I was going to say, I feel like Bruce Willis is not doing anything for free. Wasn't these that like days. a big deal? Wasn't oh, because yeah, he's, he's not in the second the, one. In the third one. The third one. So in the, the third one, one, they offered him $3 million to work for four days. And he said $4 million. And Stallone <laughs> said, fuck you. And they got Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget Harrison Ford's in the third one, by the way. Um, Okay, so um, I do like kind of the barbs they trade back and forth where they're like, what's his deal with Arnold? And they're like, oh, he wants to be president. And he's talking about, like, Stallone. He's like, oh, give it to my friend Barney. He loves running around in the jungle. Like, I like the kind of the stuff they trade back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Although the the weirdest lines delivered by Bruce Willis, apparently he's ad-libbed, like, you guys just suck each other's dicks or something? It's like, <laughs> and there's oh, the thing, like, in the commentary, Stallone's like, yeah, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to keep it in. It's like, you should have left it. That was awkward. Yeah. It was very much like Bruce Willis was like, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say, and you're going to continue to roll the camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was definitely just Bruce Willis in that scene. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're just lucky he didn't sing rock, you know, rock blues music. Or, or pull out a harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, We're doing a jig. So Sylvester Stallone takes the job to assassinate that General Garza, who's the guy who runs the island. Um, we get another scene 
randomly with Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren where he shows up and they're like, yeah, you're off the team, dude. I guess it's just to establish that he sees the map of the island of Valina. So he knows. What's, I, I don't know. Maybe that comes into play later. Um, anyways, so uh, Couldn't that's tell a, that's also where we're like, I have a note that's like, man, I forgot that Randy Couture's character's name is Toll Road in this movie. And that's like a G.I. Joe character. That, yeah, it does. And that's where he gives a speech about the cauliflower ear. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Sylvester Stallone and Statham, they go to the island to kind of scout it out. Uh, they're, they say that, that they're, they're like ornithologists. Yeah, bird watchers. <laughs> yeah, those two really look like ornithologists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced. Okay. Uh, and they meet their contact on the island, who's this lady named uh, Sandra. Uh, and she kind of shows them around the island. Uh, they end up getting, like, running into a bunch of soldiers, and they have to, like, kill a lot of people. <laughs> it's, I mean, a lot of people, but not compared to later on in the movie when they kill a lot of people. Um, yeah, this was, this was clearly just the warm-up. And this is where I this is where I feel like the CGI blood is super noticeable. Like yes. it's a little better at in the nighttime scenes, but in these daylight scenes, it looks really bad. It's just like um, a weird color. Like yeah, it just doesn't it no. doesn't look right. Um, so they I have, did like, say though at this point, like some of Statham's moves with the knife fight are pretty sweet. Like the one oh, yeah. where he gets the guy's neck and yeah. then does like a complete one eighty and gets the other guy. Look, there's now. No- Later on in the movie, I'm like, okay, I get it. Jason Statham knows how to use knives, but in the beginning, it was kind of cool. Like, I mean, really, legitimately, Statham is the only one in this movie that looks like he's an action star. I agree. That was kind of going to be one of my things at the end of the movie, I was going to say, like in my rating, is for how much manpower there is in this movie of action stars, Statham's really doing the most work. Out of anyone. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, I guess. But even Austin just had... The only reason why he did that much work is because he was fighting with... Uh, Statham. With Statham. Yeah, um, no, I agree. But, I mean, even Jet Li was, like, yeah, not like he didn't really... Do much. Didn't look like himself. No, well, Austin fought Couture. And Stallone. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Stallone. Yeah. Stallone was say, fighting... Uh, yeah, fought Stallone, Austin. and then he fought Couture. Yeah. Part of Couture's thing is he looks so unassuming... You know, he looks like a normal guy, but even yeah. though everyone knows he's a badass. So I, I don't know if he really falls into the action star category either. I mean, Terry Crews is pretty jacked and kind of, you know, but he's kind of comic relief. Um, well, anyways, so like they're trying to get off the island. Uh, they the, That Sandra lady won't leave with them. Um, I do like when they leave on the on the on the plane and they're gonna leave and then Stallone's got a piss so he's like, Oh, we're gonna do the fry and die and I'm like, Oh, what's the fry and die? So they like <laughs> turn the plane around, fly in the other side of the island, dump a bunch of fuel on the dock where all the bad guys are, and then Statham fires a flare gun at it and it like blows up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it pretty cool. It's also like- I, I love uh, Stallone's entrance into the plane while it's moving. Like yes. somehow Stallone, somehow Stallone is now running like 150 oh. miles an and, hour and to he, catch and, up to the plane. And he looks so slow when he's running. Like he does not look like he's he's like a lumbering man, and it does not look like he's running fast at all. It's very it's hilarious. Yeah, it's rough. Um, um so uh, they get back. Uh, and they find out that um, they're, they're kind of like, oh, well, Bruce Willis works for the CIA. 
Um, and he wants him to kill James Woods because James Woods was James Woods isn't in the movie. No, sorry, I did put James <laughs> Woods. I confused him <laughs> and Eric Roberts. So he wants him to kill Eric Roberts because Eric Roberts used to work for the CIA or something. Yeah, or maybe he's at CIA. Yeah. Um, so we get another scene where Jason Statham goes to see Charisma Carpenter again, but she's got a big bruise on her face from her boyfriend. So Jason Statham goes to that basketball court and just beats the shit out of a bunch of dudes, which is kind of cool. In white slacks. I really, yeah. I, look, don't get me wrong. I like the scene, but why is it there? Like, why is that whole subplot there? There is no there? purpose. There's no purpose yeah. for that scene to be in the movie. There's no purpose for any of that relationship with that girl to exist. That's fair too you don't really need that at all no. well okay so i would say that it, they they're looking to try it, it, it whether it succeeds or not they're looking to try to humanize the expendables and he is the only member of the team that people would accept a romantic relationship <laughs> like, having, like, <laughs> everyone else would be like oh i don't want to see that you know yeah, that's fair um, and maybe someone else might want to elaborate because this is where Stallone has that talk with Mickey Rourke. Uh, my note for it just says more Mickey Rourke bullshit. So if someone wants to elaborate on it a little bit, I don't know. I thought that, I thought Rourke was good in that part. I mean, I thought that part was kind of like you know, again, is they're going for the drama, and that's not what, what people are really here for. Hey, he gives some speech about him, speech. Hold, hold him and Stallone are somewhere, and they killed a bunch of people, yeah, and then he, like, he, go ahead, yeah. Look, I am not at all going to defend the writing there. It's gobbledygook. I don't know what he's saying, but he does a good job delivering the gobbledygook. So I, yeah, I and put, the last little part is understandable. Yeah, so so uh, I, it, I credit it, it, Mickey Rourke for being able to deliver those nonsensical lines. I don't know. He's like, oh, I saw a lady and she was going to jump off a bridge and I didn't start her. It didn't stop her and she died. And so like something about my soul being gone or I don't, I don't know. This is a demolition man conversation again. Like the writing is bad, but the acting was good is what you right. guys argued. <laughs> I I don't agree. Like I didn't agree on demolition man. I'm with hovercraft Joe. My note was Mickey Rourke snooze. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Like I was like, no, I'm not into this. Um, okay. So anyways, we cut back to the Island. Uh, it turns out that Sandra lady is the general's daughter. Eric Roberts, I'm laughing that the one time I wrote his name is James Woods, every other time it's Eric Roberts. Anyways, so Eric, Eric Roberts, and I will be honest with you, when I first started to look up that worse, I looked up James Woods, and I'm like, he doesn't look like that in the movie, and I'm like, oh, it's because it's not him. Anyways, so they can't, like, why, they captured the daughter, and then this seems so unnecessary. First, Stone Cold punches her in the face, which <laughs> is like, which is like, Dexter. just Dexter, which is like, okay, you didn't need to do that. And then we get a scene of her getting waterboarded. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't oh. seem necessary at all either. A, it's kind of timely because back then everybody was waterboarding, you know? Right. Like, and also LPJ has said that for research, we can waterboard him. <laughs> you know? Um, oh, but then, oh, really? again, no, I feel like they're doing stuff. <laughs> just perked up. He was like, oh, what? Oh, all right. I feel like, you know, they do do a lot of stuff to kind of establish that these are bad, evil guys. Like, they want to show, like, you know, Stone Cold is, like, kind of the worst out of all of them, you know? Like, I guess that's fair. Like, they want to establish, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll maybe give you that. I think they could have went with one or the other, but, you know, it's fine. Um so, I, for some weird reason, the waterboarding didn't bother me as much as Stone Cold just decking her across yeah, the face. That, that, but he actually, was worse. I, I heard him talk about that. I don't know if it was on his podcast or a podcast he was on, how like that's the one thing he regrets the most about 
about really? it, about his acting career is that scene. I can see it. I mean, it's yeah. kind of brutal when you see it yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Like if you had um, given her a stunner, it would have been better. Because <laughs> so you know what? Keep in mind, she would she would have sold the shit out of it. I'm telling you, <laughs> he has given the stunner to like I think he gave it to a 70 year old woman once. You know, well if you're talking about, about the future president, if you're talking about you know? the fabulous Mula. She's yeah. Okay. Well, he stunned he stunned Linda McMahon once. No, oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's save it for your after your guys wrestling podcast. You're gonna start. Um, okay. So Sylvester Stallone, he they the Expendables weren't going to take the job, but like after that speech from Mickey Rourke, he decides he wants to go back and save that Santa girl. So he's like, "Well, I'm going to go, even if I'm going to go by himself." But then that's where we get Jet Li again. Is like, "I'm going to go with you because I need the money." And this whole thing about needing money. Um, so okay, this is where I get confusing because this is where we get the scene where Dolph Lundgren and a bunch of guys try and kill them. But prior to that, Dolph Lundgren is on the island talking with Eric Roberts and yeah. Stone Cold. How did he get there? How did he well, know to get there? How did he why didn't he help quick? fight against them at the time <laughs> that he could have? Why didn't they take his gun when they were he's going for the interview? You know? It's so weird. He's like, he's like, they don't tell you why or how he gets there. And like they're in Eric Roberts' office and they're like, dong, dong, they knock on this door. And Dolph Lundgren just walks out and he's there. And it's like, what is happening? He's a resourceful again, junkie. Again, I have no idea. Also, well, okay. Yeah, I if there's an island full of drugs, wouldn't that character be the one to find it, though? Well, okay. I think I think that's why earlier they sh- they had that scene of him seeing St- Stallone looking at the map, so he knows that that island has something to do with it. But the fact that like his thought process is like, I'm gonna go to that island because that's where they're going. Like it just, I I can't figure it out. Well, I w- I would love to say that maybe there were some scenes cut. Probably. But uh, knowing this movie, maybe it just wasn't necessary. They're just like, it doesn't matter why he's there. Who cares? Now, and so, I, move well, on. I can only okay. speculate, but if you stop and think about it, he, he's been doing this with the Expendables for a long time. He probably has the same contacts they do. So if he sees uh, the island there and they're looking at it, he calls up some people and says, hey, what's going on on the island of Elena? Um he might be able to figure out and put two and two together about what's going on. And I, that, that's better than my theory of he's just like a roided up Tyrone Biggums and he could just like <laughs> smell the drugs, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I would imagine. Yeah. He, that's not, that's not accurate. So anyways, <laughs> they have a big car chase and fight. Uh, Dolph Lundgren and Jet Li have a fight where they go like head to head and they fight. And then uh, Sylvester Stallone shoots Dolph Lundgren. Well, we got the car it? chase too. Well, yeah, there's a car chase. In Which there they, I, I thought the car chase was kind of sweet. The yeah, car chase fine. is cool, but it, it it does end in like a horrific crash, and they and like Dolph Lundgren is like gets up from this horrible crash and is just absolutely fine. Like he's got like a <laughs> yeah. like a, he's got like a scratch on his head and other he's fine. But then like he gets shot by Sylvester Stallone, but he seems twice. Fine. He gets shot like, twice. He's like, I well, I shot you just above your heart. And they make you the, it's almost like they were like, Oh, we're going to kill off Dolph Lundgren's character. But then at the end, they decided not to, I don't know. It's, it was very confusing because I didn't know if we were supposed to take the wound as being serious or not. Like, cause they say it's serious, but then he yeah. seems to be fine. So I don't, I don't quite get that part of it. I think it was up in the air. Like they were thinking about killing him. But they weren't sure. I, th- I feel like this movie was like heavily tested, like heavily tested with audiences. Um, was oh. does he show up in the other ones, or is this? Oh, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. he, that's so what's that's- weird. It's like in the next two, he's completely redeemed. Yeah, in yeah. the next, in the second, he's 
I think he's really great in the second one. Yeah, the yeah, second one, is. and he's like a totally one, different. He's barely in it, like all the good people. He's like a totally different character in the second one. Almost, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they felt bad at how and what they gave him for this movie and completely flipped it and made up for it in the second movie. Which I get, like, of all the people that's in this movie, like, he's the one that's kind of the backstabber douchebag guy. Like, he's the only one, like, because then I was thinking for a while, like, maybe it's like a Avenger Civil War thing. Like, half of these guys are going to split <laughs> off with the other half and, like, fight each other off. But it was just kind of Dolph the whole time that was that was the D-bag. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they get to the plane and the rest of the Expendables are there and they're like, hey, we're going to go with we're going to go with you to the island. Um, do, do you remember what uh, what uh, Terry Crews, he has that automatic shotgun, what, what he says its name is? Oh, it's like, well, is he talking about the shotgun or the shell? It's like something kaboom. It, uh, I, I I wrote it down as O M Y A kaboom. Oh Maya kaboom, that's what it was. Maya <laughs> kaboom, yeah. Terry Crews is my favorite part of this movie, but it's oh, weird yeah. that it, it's weird that his two choices of weapons are that big automatic shotgun and a straight razor. Yeah. My, <laughs> my my note that I wrote down, I just wrote Jesus. These people are exploding. Yeah. Oh god. Dude, and the sound, like they describe that sound about like it's scaring people. That sound was unreal. I have never heard a gun sound like that in a movie before in my life. No. It was the craziest thing, and it sounded awesome. Yeah, it was cool. So they get back to the island. During all this, like, Eric Roberts and the general, they're kind of arguing. The general wants Eric Roberts to leave, and that's kind of like a whole unnecessary subplot going on. Um, I literally chuckled when the expendables are going around the the, the, the mansion like planting bombs they have yeah. so many fucking bombs that oh scene God. where they're just like running and sticking them on the wall it's like there are so many bombs couldn't you have planted half the amount of bombs that got the same kind of effect and there's no one around nope. to see them <laughs> They're like literally running down a corridor like Randy no. Couture and I think it's Statham and they're what? both like planting the these bombs up until like this point, I was kind of thinking, like, why did I like this movie so much? And then, like, this starting with this scene, it's like, that's why. Yeah. Well, this and, is nuts. And even in the end, every, all the bad guys aren't even in the building when they blow it up. So you didn't even have to blow the palace up in the <laughs> well, end. They had to blow it up because they were all pinned down, and that's how they ended up getting getting out. But So we, we get a fight scene between Sylvester Stallone and Stone Cold, and I kind of like the fact that Stone Cold kind of kicks his ass a little bit, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they weren't just like, oh, it's Stallone, so he's going to win. Like, he gets beat up pretty bad. Because there's even that joke where they're like, oh, what happened to you? He's like, I got my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> it's really refreshing because, like, people like um, – Vin Diesel have it in like contracts. I can't lose a fight, you know. The Stallone, he just yeah, he got his ass kicked, and then didn't even get his comeback or anything. Yeah, and know? he wrote the movie, so obviously yeah. it wasn't like he was coaxed into it. Um, I do like uh, so Jet Li fights that the big dude of suspenders. I do like when they take him out and st- <laughs> that's so awesome when Stallone like just like kicks him and breaks his neck. Like yeah. that is so that is uh, is really cool. I mean everything in 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 these in this five ten minute period that we're talking about. It's just absolute carnage. What is going on <laughs> yeah. in this movie? Just insanity. Yeah. You know, There's and a that's river one of, of gasoline. And, and that's <laughs> one of the things I'll say. Like, you know, this is what I expected the movie to be, and it absolutely delivered it. Yeah. Well, 
Because then we get my favorite thing probably in the whole movie when they're like pinned down in this underground tunnel and everything's looking dark for the Expendables. You just hear that giant automatic machine gun going and literally people exploding from yes. the shotgun shells. And Terry Crews just shows up and kills, I don't know, 30 guys. And, and what what does he say, Dave? Massacre. Remember this shit at Christmas. Yeah, remember and this shit at Christmas. There are torsos, like upper torsos flying off of lower torsos. <laughs> it is giant holes. Unbelievable. And you know what? I don't know that shotguns can actually do that. Uh, it's implied that he has like a... Like, you know, like a special like, explosive round or something like that. Okay, if it's an explosive round, then sure. Yeah. But yeah, that a is... 12-gauge like the... couldn't, but like... An, and they don't make... They don't make automatic 8-gauges, but, you know... Right. Um, But yeah, no, I... um, <laughs> That that line, like, I rewound it like three times where he's like, remember this shit at Christmas after he <laughs> saves all of them. I love it. Um, So then, then they, there's a pin down... They blow up the building, and this these are literally my next notes. When they go out, they kill an entire army. My note says, <laughs> my note says, the Expendables kill so many people. Next note. Like, it's legit hilarious how many people they kill in the sequence. Yeah. Like, it is so ridiculous that they, and, they essentially yeah. slaughter an entire army. And, and I would also say another thing I was kind of expecting was that one of them was going to die. Like, you know, yeah. something was going to happen. But no, they they all survived, including Dolph. So um, we get we get to see that showdown between Randy Couture and Stone Cold Steve Austin, where he ends up like throwing him in a thing of fire and then like punching him through his face or something. Like, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, you get to see uh, Terry Crews kill someone with a straight razor, which is pretty yep. awesome. Yep. I I also like when. Uh, Eric Roberts is trying to get uh, that Sandra lady to the helicopter to take off. And it's like blocked off by fire. So they find this big shell and Stallone's like, how far can you throw it? Terry Crews is like pretty far. So he like hucks it up in the air and Stallone just like, boom, 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 just shoots it with his pistol and it blows up and destroys. I like Stallone's pistols look cool too. The ones that he's in there. Yeah, those are pretty great. Yeah. Um, so like they, he ends up like him and Eric Roberts kind of a standoff where he's like, I'm going to kill Sandra if you don't. But then he like he ends up like pulling his gun real fast and shoots him a bunch of times. And Jason Statham throws, I believe it's Dolph Lundgren's it big knife from yep. the beginning of the movie. Hits he appreciates him in the back, a good blade. Hits him in the back with it. And Eric Roberts is dead. Uh, they leave. But Sandra decides to stay. Uh, they're going to rebuild the island. Um, so then. <laughs> The ending scene is they're all hanging out at Mickey Rourke's place again. They're having a knife throwing contest. Apparently, they're cool with Dolph Lundgren now because he's just there hanging out with them, even though he tried to murder him and sell him out. And he got um, shot. Yeah, and uh, I do like that Jason Statham like goes all the way out into the street and like throws that knife and hits the bullseye um, while saying a poem. While saying a poem about Tool. Um, yeah. And then uh, it ends with them playing. The boys are back in town, uh, and they all ride motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, yep. it is the douchiest movie ever. But uh... <laughs> there is a there is a lot of fucking testosterone in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and insane. It's so, it's oozing testosterone out of the screen. And that's one of the things too. Like you have, you know, Statham and Stallone. And all these guys, and the villain is Eric Roberts. Like, yeah. it doesn't—he doesn't seem imposing enough. And I, I, you know, and obviously that's why they, in the second movie, JCVD is the bad guy, and he's great. Um, but like this movie, 
I, know, this, and, I didn't this, believe I, him being threatening. And I'll maybe, I mean, I'll probably touch on this, like, in my rating here, but, like, you know what this made me realize? The second one's better than this no. one, right? You don't no, think so? the second one's not better. I haven't it's seen the second though. one in a long time, so I don't remember. See, I, I don't remember it not being as good. I mean, there's a re- like, you know, Eric Roberts, he's not supposed to be the muscle. He's like, you know, that's why he's got Stone Cold. Like, I don't, no, like, I, I think that's, that's a fairly true. established well, tradition. Well, I agree. Movies. I agree with that. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it ends with out. it ends with a face off between Stallone and, and Eric Roberts. So yeah, it's not, not like, like at no point do you fight. think Stallone's going to lose. There's no the and stakes again, are high, right? I, I was, it's so one sided. Like right. you've got the entire Expendables, and then Eric Roberts was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like you know movie, who's going to win this out? What Stallone movie did you go into thinking he's going to lose? Well, you know? it's true. At, at the point that they murder an entire like army of soldiers you kind of know that like eric roberts doesn't stand a chance at the end of the no movie. i know that but I mean, the stakes just yeah. aren't very high yeah. at that point like yeah. it, it seems like anticlimactic like, but i don't think that, I, agree. I, I, will, I will argue though i don't think that's the point of the end no. of this movie is the point of the end of this movie is to be an insane 80s jacked yeah. up testosterone bullet fest like that's the yeah it's not to be like stakes like what's gonna happen at the end of this it's supposed to be like we're gonna give you like every single 80s movie packed into the last like 15 minutes of this movie like i feel like that's what they were going for i i get that but then then don't then don't so you have all that stuff happen right but then at the very end you have this like kind of meandering chase scene on foot and it ends with a face-off between two and, uh, and you don't know at that time three people. Um, you know, why don't you just, like, blow Eric Roberts up in some gigantic explosion or, like, you know. Or like I f- said, I wanted fucking Rocky and, uh, and Ivan Drago to go at it again, all right? That's yeah. what I wanted or, at the end well, of the movie. you know, you throw him in, like, a pit of acid or something crazy instead because of just, like, you I- shoot him. I know, and they had a giant knife through his back. Like, I, I feel like they it, wanted to give but, him an in, like an up a, a in person brutal death because they want they established him as kind of a Weasley guy. You know, I got like, it. But after all the stuff we just saw, it felt like such a, a letdown. Like his death I, felt like a letdown. I am a hundred percent LPJ on this one. It was uh, very like meh. See, I, I, I got the main bad guy die that way. It's like I gotta, you could have done so many cooler things. I got to side with the tush on this because he's like the weaselly guy who's like using the woman as a hostage and yeah. like like it's, I don't know like it's it even it even could have been cool to like have the airplane like run him over or some shit. Who cares? Or James Earl Jones in um in Conan the Barbarian, like you know, yeah, they they don't they can't stand up to the main character physically, but they're still kind of like the the force behind all the or, bad stuff happening in the movie. So you give an ugly death. Or you know what? Maybe this is the guy they break their rule for and they hang him. Or really, <laughs> he could have been decapitated. That sure. would have been kind of sweet. Something <laughs> like yeah. I feel like his death should have been more of a spectacle. Yeah. I mean, Terry Crews is literally causing bodies to explode. I mean, you gotta I mean, do something. I, I feel, like, the I feel like, what are you gonna do after you see Randy Couture like punch a hole in a flaming Stone Cold Steve Austin's face? <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like, what leads up to that showdown with Eric Roberts? Like, what are you gonna do to top all that? Like, I, I feel like it would just be. I don't know. Like, I, I hear what you guys are saying, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think that like they had already kind of 
you know, and, you know, blown their load, if you will, for like <laughs> this insane, like all the stuff going on. And so they're kind of just like, yeah, maybe it petered out. But I, I, I kind of think that that's well, how they wanted you to know do what? it. Here's a better ending right here. Ready? Uh, yes. Stallone shoots him. Yes, Statham hits him with a knife, but maybe he's still alive. And at the end, they slap us. They slap one of those bombs on his chest and then blow him up. I mean, yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, maybe. But I mean, you know, I can think of a million different, better ways to survive four gunshots and knife. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big knife that he got in his bag. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, make it ridiculous. Make him still alive for some reason. Sano, again, I feel like this is like in the the Rambo Four, the throat rip. It's like okay, the the Weasley bad guy. You think you might even get away? But yeah, then, but I you mean, know what? That throat that rip way. is still more gruesome and shocking than getting shot and stabbed. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't the throat rip, and there was the, it was like basically cut him in half with a knife. Still, again, yeah, in, more more of a spectacle. This is neither here nor there, but remember in that last Rambo movie where he like rips that guy's collarbone out and stabs him? Oh my god, that was like one of those brutal things I've ever seen. (laughs) The movie itself is not great, but like that seems like oh my god. Yeah, there's a part where he kills a guy by ripping out his collarbone and stabbing him. I think. (laughs) Wow, it's pretty intense. Kind of awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, Maybe we'll get to that movie at some point. Who knows? He also cuts the guy's heart out. <laughs> um, I would. Oh gosh, dang it! I was going to say something else, and now I lost my train of thought on this. Um, oh, you know what I wanted to mention before we do our ratings or before we do um, role Roll reversal? Versus. We haven't mentioned uh, to you had that uh, replica set of Jason Statham throwing knives from this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I def I still have them. I definitely that, have the, them the original my- friendcation we went on. We sat in the back of that house and threw those knives yeah. at like a log <laughs> yeah. that we found. And you know, <laughs> and, and who was the best at throwing the knives? You were helping you, Jay. You're was damn the best. right I was. I was not I was not good. Um oh, you know one of my big regrets is besides those, I did not buy the Hail Caesar razor. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not like throwing those knives because we were not great at getting them to stick into the log and they would bounce off it. It's true. <laughs> but Sphinx, I'm telling you, I could throw the shit out of some knives. He he was good yeah. at throwing the knives. Mm-hmm. Um roll reversal. What do you got for us? There's LPJ? a lot. Oh my god, there's so oh, much. Yeah. All right, so Originally, Van Damme was offered the role personally by Stallone. Stallone actually met with him and offered him the role. And Van Damme, which said, role? Uh, the it would have been Eric Roberts or Stone Cold or you know in the early stages, some of them were hybrid roles. Like like in like so yeah, because like, they had a bunch yeah. of roles that were expanded out. There were actually four more characters in this movie that they cut out and combine into other roles. So okay. I don't know. They didn't specifically say he was offered. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it it doesn't say Fair it was. Enough. It says it says the rumor that it was the uh, Dolph Lundgren character, but that turned out to be false because it says Stallone wrote the character yeah. specifically for yeah. Lundgren. Right. Okay. But this was when JCVD was kind of thinking really highly of himself. He had just had that JCVD movie. You know, he's like, oh no, where's the character in this? Where's yeah. The, so there's no character like development that. in it. Uh, so he turned it down. Uh, eventually would start in the sequel. Um, Hail Caesar was originally written for Wesley Snipes, but he couldn't do it because he was in jail. Uh, <laughs> and then it gets crazy. Yes. Yeah, this is wild. So then <clears throat> it was rewritten for Forrest Whitaker. Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yep. who, who was going to do it. Who right? accepted to do it, it, yes. And then it had to cancel Bizarre. because of scheduling conflicts with another film. And then he was replaced by 50 Cent, 
about that. Who had to drop out. And then finally, Stallone's just cast Terry Crews. Remember how LPJ says 50 cent like a square? It's 50 cent. <laughs> My apologies. 50 cent. I, I $0.5. I feel like some of the, and you're going to get to this, but some of the yeah. people they had in mind for the uh, uh, Eric Roberts role was a little lofty. Uh, so again, we talked about Seagal, Seagal Stephen Seagal was going to make an appearance, but uh, you know, he's a, he's an asshole. Um, yeah. All right. So for James Monroe, Eric Roberts' character, it was offered or considered, for, people considered for the role, Robert De Niro, <laughs> who realistically probably would have said Yes knowing that the fact that he kind of makes everything he's offered. Uh, yeah. Al Pacino. Ugh, which I know you're going to say, why would he do it? But remember, he was in Jack and Jill. So This same year, I think. Like, it was yeah. like this same year he made Jack and Jill. Uh, ben Kingsley. <laughs> now that one's bizarre. We're going to have Gandhi. I think he's been in some shit, though, too. I don't like, think that's really that some... bizarre. I think that would have been kind of fun. Or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's that crazy, because remember, he None of these in, are crazy. Uh, he was in Iron Man 3 and that, you know, like he was yeah. weird in that one. I, I could was, see him but in this. That, but this was before Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's, so, that's like, true. now I could see Ben Kingsley, but back then, sure. you know, it would have been a little bit strange. Uh, the last one was Ray Liotta. That one I can yeah. see. And you know what? I, 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 and he has the history of working with Stallone. He does. Yeah. I could see all four of those guys in this role and doing a good job. I mean, it would all be very different, but... But I would also say, like, I don't think Eric Roberts did a bad job. Right? No, no, he was no, fine. no, no, just, no, no, no. Yeah, I just, I think you're right. Yeah. I think all of these people would take on the character differently and yeah. probably in an okay way. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. Even someone like uh, like James Woods would have been good in it. <laughs> yeah, I... Now, <laughs> we kind of glossed over, though, that the reason the character is named James Monroe is a reflection of the Monroe Doctrine. Yes, that's correct. You appreciate that as a teacher, Swings. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say, though, that I do like, uh, as, as much as the third one's not very good, I do like that the route they went for the main villain in the second and the third one, because the second one, the main villain is Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's obviously imposing it. And then the third one, it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. So you, like, you get that showdown between Gibson and Stallone and Stallone and Jean-Claude Van Damme. So you get that more like physical fight that you guys are kind right. of hoping for that you don't get that, in this one. Exactly. Um, so a couple more. Uh, actually, one more. So Church's character, so Church, uh, Bruce Willis's character, was originally written and offered, written for an offer to Kurt Russell. Um, he just wasn't interested in doing like a big ensemble acting movie at the time, so he turned it down. Yeah, I can like, and I'll just do this exact same character in a couple of years. I was just going to say, he, yeah. that's exactly what Mr. Nobody is in the Fast and Furious right. movies. So it's hilarious that he's like, no, nah, I don't think I want to do this. And then he's like, no, nah, I'll do it. Exactly. I think, honestly, he probably saw it and he was like, oh, man, I probably should have done that. Yeah. And his character is named Church because there was a senator named Church who had a committee about all the bad things the CIA was up to in the 70s. So. Yep. Uh, and then there are some other cameos. Um, uh, a lot of mixed martial artists were in this. So like Anderson Silva's in this. The Nagara brothers are in this. There's some other uh, MMA guys that are in this as well that play different characters within the uh, the, the army that's there. Uh, all right. And that's uh, it. That's, that's it for her. Uh, by it, I mean there's a ton of them. So. Yeah. Oh, well, there is. Okay, there's a special role reversal that is the craziest. Stallone 
tried to get Clint Eastwood to direct the movie. I saw That's that. true. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you tried to get him to Oscar direct winner. this one, this one, and the second one. Yeah. They made, it, they made it seem like Clint Eastwood only turned it down because he doesn't like to travel out of the country. That's the so nice old. reason he gave Stallone. He's like, <laughs> you know, I get they were both Hollywood Republicans, so I'm going to let this guy down easy, you know? <laughs> I, I know you did Million Dollar Baby, but you got to do this crazy fucking movie for me instead. Uh, uh, Clint Eastwood is like, can I bring my chair? <laughs> I can't even imagine him directing this. No, nobody can. But could you, I mean, I feel like it he, could have been he, amazing. It could have been, but think about this. His his directing style is he does everything in one take. Yeah. Like, Ooh. I can't Ooh. imagine <laughs> being able to make no. this movie in no. one take with these particular actors. There's no way. Uh, yeah. I I think he would have gone crazy and probably dropped out. Probably. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Um, Are we ready to rate else? this thing? Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to mention before we rate it? All right. Here we nope. go. Nope. All right. Let's do it. Oh, I just realized I probably should have gotten the sound effect for Caesar's gun. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's all try to make it with our mouths. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> well, that's pretty good, actually. Is, I can't. You win. Yeah, you win. I, my kids are sleeping. Otherwise, I would try and do that. <laughs> um, uh, Tush, you obviously have the option to go first. Yeah, you know, okay. So, like, going in, I'm kind of like, okay. Especially like, even starting to watch him. Like, yeah, so like, like I said, like, why did I like this so much? But then it's like, oh, yeah, because this action is fucking insane and awesome. <laughs> So, as the only guest who you allow to give quarter stars, I'm gonna give it three and three quarter stars. Okay. Um, I'll go next. It's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I love about this movie. All of the action is really good. Like, it's it's billed as a badass action movie, and all of the action in it absolutely delivers. Like, it is great. Um, the parts I don't like are I don't like. <laughs> What they Everything did. that's not an action yeah. sequence. Kind of. I mean, I like the plot's convoluted. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I do like Mickey Rourke as an actor in this. I think his dialogue is complete gobbledygook, like I said. Uh, I don't like what they do with Dolph Lundgren's character at all. That's the part that kind of makes me angry about this. Um, I don't care about Jason Statham's girlfriend. I don't. Yeah, that is completely unnecessary. Mm. I don't care about her. Um, well, what happened? But oh, they get they did get together. Never mind. Yeah, they who, do. In the second one, they're married. Who cares? Oh, guys, how guys, nice! This is my review, and I don't care about that. <laughs> um, Excuse me. But I will say this: like, you 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 sit through all this kind of garbage in places, but then you get to the last like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, and it totally makes up for it. Like it is. <laughs> Great. Um, so I'm going to go, I'll go four machine guns on this one because it delivers on what it promises, but with the caveat that there is some garbage you do have to sit through, but it makes up for it at the end. Uh, Sphinx, do you want to go? I feel like, you feel like maybe I should go because I feel like you might be the dissenting opinion. Well, now that we know we have to sit in respectful silence during it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, um, I'm not too far off from you guys on this. Um, yeah, the action, the 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 last 
whatever 20 minutes is amazing in this movie like it, it's great it's so insane i don't think see i this is what i can't place in this movie is like is this movie does this movie know that it's ridiculous or is it trying to take itself too seriously like i don't know if it quite decides you know like because i feel like you you can't take it serious but i feel like some of this movie is trying to take itself very seriously I feel like it almost changed on set day to day, probably because there are it, some scenes where they seems like they realize it, and some scenes where they they don't. You know? Yeah, and that and that's kind of like that's where it's a little disjointed. Is like I wish they kind of would have just committed to one or the other. I wish if they had just completely went to just making it batshit insane the whole thing. I think it would be a better movie. But the stuff that you do get that's batshit insane, insane delivers. Um, I'm going to go three machine guns on this because I, I do think it's fun and it's watchable, but a lot of the stuff that's not the action sequence is so pointless and it, it just, yeah, three machine guns for me. Yeah, I, I'm actually right there with you, Hovercraft Joe. I, um, you know, going into the movie, like, I no, I'm not expecting a fantastic plot. And luckily we didn't have to go through a ton of, useless plot and dialogue besides Mickey Rourke putting me to sleep that one time. (laughs) But I would say like for me waiting so long to watch this movie, maybe I started holding the expectation a little bit too high that based on who's in this movie, I just was hoping for more in terms of, yeah, like the two fighting each other out and the whole like Lundgren, like he should have been a bad guy type of deal. And we already established you know, how I thought the ending could have been a little bit more. I guess there are places that I feel like this movie could have, like there's a direction I thought the movie could have gone in that I think would have made it a much cooler action movie. And it chose not to. And maybe like Hovercraft Joe said, maybe that's because it was trying to be kind of serious. So it decided to bail on some of those opportunities. But I think if this movie would have just said what it was and it's just going to be a ridiculous action movie, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. I mean... There are some awesome scenes, but I I'm actually I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping for a little bit more fun, um, and like a showdown, and I just didn't feel like one happened. I, I feel like this is a, and I don't, and sorry, don't. Uh, hopefully, you're not uh, offended that I interrupted your uh, review here, but I feel like <laughs> this. I feel like this is a movie you could watch like with the fast forward and anytime there's not an action sequence, fast forward, and you'd still get enough of the movie and enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's worth the second one is worth a watch for you because they do kind of lean into it a little bit more in certain aspects. See, that's what I'm saying. And I know you guys both told me that I was wrong, that my opinion was wrong, which is a weird thing to tell <laughs> someone is wrong. But I remember thinking I like the second one more. I We might have to cover it soon just so I can see if that's right. We are in the year of the sequel, so maybe we can squeeze it in before the end of the year. Because there are certain things like I want to quote from it, but that's like, oh, you know, if if you're if you're nice enough to have me back on for part two, you know, then I, I, we can just talk about that. I, I can tell you right now, we'll we'll pre-book you for that one. Wouldn't that be rude right. if we didn't have you on for it? Like, nah, we got like a friend of LPJs <laughs> from work, you know. No, we're gonna call your brother. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, just give me you know, you Sphinx and Dan. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, when- so I'll, I'll go with I'll yeah. Anyway. I was oh, wow. <laughs> got fucking interrupted like nobody's business where LPJ fucking shushed us for the most part. <laughs> but I, I it's the same score as Hovercraft Joe. I'll go three machine guns. All 
right. So we're we're about at three. Uh, LPJ's the outlier with four. I am, and yeah, I'll leave it at four. I'll leave it at four. All right. Uh, cool. Well, I yeah, I think we did. I I think you're right. Like this is a movie that it is bizarre that we're in what like a hundred almost 160 or somewhere in that. It's it's taken that long to kind of get to this because it is such like this quintessential action movie. It, it I mean it, it it is bizarre that it took us so long to get to this. So yeah, I'm glad well, we I finally got to it. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too. Let, let me ask you now, though, for pre-booking you for the second one, that means you also have to be on the third one when we do it, though. I mean, yeah, I have a lot of stuff to say about that movie. <laughs> uh, all right. I, don't, I think I don't know that I've ever seen the third one, actually. Well, it's got Kelsey Grammer in it. It's got Ronda Rousey in it. Kelly yeah, uh, the Twilight guy yeah, dirt Kellen biking Lutz. a lot. Yeah, he's like, yeah. It's like what, that's, what, his, that's what he brings to the team, his motocross skills. Yeah, what, they they get like, they the whole thing is like, oh, you need like a younger crew of Expendables. So they get one guy whose whole thing is like dirt biking. And I think one of the guys think is that he can like climb. He's like an extreme yeah, climber. climber. <laughs> They're like, you know what we need him doing this final action sequence? Climb up a fucking elevator shaft. <laughs> See, I can't figure out if it's all vaguely familiar, but I can't remember if it's because I've seen it or because I've heard you guys talk about it so much. Well, Mel Gibson's the bad guy. Wesley yeah. Snipes and Antonio Banderas are actually awesome in it. Um, yeah. He has like a dance fight scene. It's amazing. All right. And here and Harrison Ford's in it, and he flies a helicopter. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but anyways. Anyway. All right. Dave, is there anything you want to plug? You Sorry, know what? The tush. I'm just say, the tush. Um, is there anything you want to plug your favorite kind of toilet paper? What do you want to plug? No, I'm going to say everyone should go out and watch some uh, Norm MacDonald uh, stuff this yeah. week. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. He was like my favorite comedian. People, yep. you know, go on YouTube, watch Dirty Work, do all that. It's great, great comedian. Yeah, I absolutely went down the rabbit hole of Norm MacDonald uh, guest appearances, like on talk shows. The best I've, guest. I've been on the Celebrity Jeopardies with uh, oh, and his so Bart good. Reynolds. Yep. <laughs> Norm was the best, man. All right. Well, that was depressing. Thanks for bringing us down. <laughs> Good work. Good work. <laughs> no problem. Not, not as bad as your Ultimate Warrior BS, but still. <laughs> hey, the fact that we didn't no, get any stop, responses stop. is the no, real no, no, thing. No. Dave, no. I'm cutting you off. I don't know where this is going. I'm cutting you off. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we are the Last Action Podcast. Catch us uh, every Monday. So we got new episodes coming out. Uh, and then uh, check out GameZillaMedia.com for all the podcasts that are available on there um, and uh, all the, the past episodes of all the previous podcasts that have ever been on there. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't know. What the hell else we want to plug? Uh, wait, you can like, check us out on social media. Social Instagram, media? Oh, Discord. Discord. Yeah, Discord. Yeah, go to GameZillaMedia.com, go to the bottom of the page and click on the Discord link and you can come and chat with all of us. Uh, Tush, you'll eventually be on there, and uh, we'll set it up on your phone for you so you can chat with us. <laughs> You're never gonna log on, are you? <laughs> I mean, okay. If when I hang out with Joe tomorrow, if he wants to set it up for me, I'll log on. Do you hear that? I do hear that. All right, I make it happen. All right, all right, uh, all right. Well, this <laughs> this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>